0: Hey everyone, I'm Chris Hall and this is your Maxxis Tyres pre-race show for round four of the Downhill World Cup here in Lenzerheide. Maxxis is the name you think of when it comes to racing and performance, so it's not surprising that Maxxis have won more than any other brand in the history of both World Cup and EWS racing. No matter where or how you ride, Maxxis has got the tyres for you with a wide range of tread patterns, casing and compound options. I've spent the last few months on the Asagai 2.5 Max Grip in the new Exo Plus casing up front combined with the DHR Double Down Max Terra on the back. The Asagai hooks up and provides insane grip across a wide range of terrain where the DHR Max Terra rolls and wears pretty well but has a great level of grip and amazing braking traction. And it's thanks to Maxis that I'm here in Lenzerheide this week to bring you the best insight possible into the racing that we all love maxis are also going to be giving away some awesome merch bundles throughout the season and all you need to do to be in with a chance to win is to share this episode in some way on instagram make sure you tag me at downtime podcast and at maxis bike in the story so that we can pick a winner the winners from the first three rounds have now been contacted and their prizes should be winging their ways to you i hope you enjoy them you can check out the entire range of maxis tires over at maxis.com and find the tires at your local maxis dealer you can also give them a follow on Instagram where they're at Bike. All right, let's get stuck into this at pre-race show with coach to the stars, Chris Kilmurray. Chris Kilmurray, Lensahide 2022. Nice to see you again. It's been a couple of weeks uh, since we
1: last caught up. How I'm are here. you? I'm here. I'm alive. I'm doing well. Excellent. I've survived. I've ridden my bike a lot the last two weeks, so I can't really complain.
0: Very nice. And we're in a lovely place, right? I've not been to Lenza Hyde before. I'm not taking this for granted. It is stunning here.
1: Yeah, I try not to take it for granted every year we come. And I've been here every year since 2015, I think. And maybe we missed one year in there. But yeah, it's been five or six seasons now, more. Maybe seven seasons here, back to back. And it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty easy to not take it for granted. The views are good. The accommodation amazing. Prices are high, but <laughs> yeah. amen- amenities and quality is high to go with the prices. So you can't really complain everything's super compact, the venue accommodation fast lift tracks and trails everywhere even if some of them aren't particularly good uh you get the ride and everyone's yeah cool and the cross having the cross-country course kind of skirt around the pits yeah. like that seems to bring a bit more life to the place it's cool like it definitely is, yeah, yeah it's we're cool. on what day is it wednesday and it
0: it already feels like a good place to be i imagine by the weekend this would be pumping
1: yeah unfortunately for whatever reason the the crowd can be quite subdued here on the saturday for the downhill like a lot of people, but not much noise. Okay, so I don't know if it's a, a cultural thing or yeah, they're
0: all waiting for the XC, right? It's a big yeah, XC focus here.
1: Yeah, explodes. Yeah, yeah. So the buses that come up from Cur, the, the, the big town at the bottom, are just non-stop all day Sunday. Apparently, just I usually try and dip out. So <laughs> we'll see. We got Tour de France in Morzine on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. This comes comes to Chatel, So like my trip home from here back to Morzine to get a little bit of home time before going to Valnord is going to be. It's going to be a, a dicey a dicey <laughs> trip trying to dodge the tour de france in between it all so adds to the fun yeah right before we get stuck into lens
0: let's just reflect back a little bit on uh on gang and maybe some of the standout performances there um once again it was Camille blanche that was kind of dominant um at the start of the season maybe that's not what we would have expected but but now it's becoming it's starting to become the norm hey like no one would be surprised to see her dominate again this weekend I guess
1: no absolutely not I think maybe the the time gaps shouldn't be as big as they are Uh some of the other girls just aren't executing like they should have done and Valley had lots of crashes Miriam was on the back foot post concussion Um, you know well you could say she's racing too soon but really she's racing herself up to peak speed for goals later in the year so yeah that's that's her approach so yeah the time gaps shouldn't be as big as they were in Leo Gang in the elite women's field but they are because Cammy didn't do anything wrong that's it. Yeah. Simple as that. Like you, know, so you, can't, you can't knock it. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, Smashed it. Capitalising. Other women have done it throughout the years. Tani's had some huge wins over the years. Yeah. Valdesoli, Monsanan and other girls just, you know, didn't do some jumps or made some big mistakes in sections and just didn't capitalise on the whole track top to bottom whereas at that point in time Tani did. Yeah. And we've seen that, you know, once or twice from Marine and we've seen it a couple of times from Tracy Hanna and we saw it very frequently from Rachel. Yeah. And I think it's like, from my perspective, it's not a case that, you know, Cammy, is miles better than all the other women or rachel was at the time or Tani was or whatever it's just that they're they are making the most of the situation they're in Mm -hmm. and then the times show a big deficit and and, and unless you're here on site or you've got full context of everyone's story and how the runs unfolded and all the sections you don't see in television that sort of stuff yeah it's kind of hard to fully grasp the the context um but yeah cammy's just capitalizing on doing a really good job and she's smashing it so yeah, yeah cool and a lot
0: a lot of frustration from Valley Hull, it really seems to come out like that that dissatisfaction with her performance,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I even I only just saw earlier on we were speaking about something else, but I think that we finished the conversation with riding bikes is easy, racing's not, was no, it. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's like you could go around the pits. You can go around the pits and speak to ninety percent of the racers here and they give or take they'd agree. Riding bikes is pretty straightforward, racing's not, so here we are. Yeah.
0: It's gonna be yeah, i I'm, I'm guessing she's gonna wanna see some of results that she feels happy with this weekend because it's clearly there it's just yeah getting yeah, yeah. It out on the track it's Yeah, not like straightforward. The,
1: the, the the pieces of the puzzle or the putty or the 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 structure or whatever you, whatever analogy metaphor you want to use most of these top riders in all the categories have the vast majority of the pieces and mm. it's just constructing it on race days not easy yeah and Matt Walker and Leo Gang first time he's truly done that yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and how, like, he's young. He's super young. So he's 22 or 23. He's only a kid. But he's been around a long time. But a, a solid junior career. Really good support right from his very first race. Um, 2017? Could well yeah, be. 20, yeah, yeah. Sounds maybe, about right. Yeah, 2017, 2018. He raced yeah. with Finn 17, 18. Yeah. Um, or did he do 16, 17, or 15? Fuck. it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> It's all starting to get muddled. Like, three or four years ago, I was, like, king of, like, the stats off the top of my head. And now the seasons, there's so many fast riders and so many of the fast juniors are are having elite careers that my brain's starting to like (laughs) second guess itself all the time. I'm like, oh, but yeah, like Matt's had, you know, that support right from early on. And it's only really coming together from now. You know, yeah, five I mean, five seasons later, six seasons yeah. later. So. He had that overall in
0: twenty twenty, which was kind of a weird season. Yeah, for four, everyone seasons. And four seasons four seasons is an overall. Yeah. I'll just be blunt. No, fair enough. There you go. Yeah. yeah. But that I think it looked like that kind of mess with his head years to 21.
1: Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like um, I think he managed it pretty well because he actually, if you go look back to the results, he was he was he was still on his pace. Yeah. You know, it was just a proper season. Yeah. Okay. More prep more prep time, less yeah. weird weirdness, and he was still so now he's, yeah. it be super interesting to see what he does here. Yeah. Really excited to see are we having another guy who's going to be genuinely battling and challenging? And, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting men's podium full stop. Right? It was good to see Danny back and I think for him like that was a huge thing. You could yeah. see that emotion when he crossed the line. Yeah. Massive. So good to see
1: too. So good to see. He's yeah. been around since literally forever now it feels like forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's been chipping away and he's not lost faith in his processes and i think he's probably adapted and modified how he does things and yeah. grown with the sport and now he's a family man he's got you know a kid and another child in the way and yeah. the family travel with him to races and so he's adapted a lot changed his his approach probably a little step by step a new team new structure um, new bike and obviously that bike they're on the kind of medium pivot cube mm-hmm. thing i don't know what you call it a bike with an idler goes goes good over square edge hits yeah and um, it's working super well i think you know I, I coach his team at max and i think it's They've put in so much work in terms of development, testing, just playing, riding, challenging each other, pushing each other, a lot of downhill runs. Max has done, like, we have all the stats saved up, but he's done some ridiculous amount of volume, <laughs> like phenomenal. And I think, yeah, they've got their stuff dialed, so it's good to see. Yeah,
0: you know. another one in the mix. And then, good to see uh, Angel on the podium, another one of your Hangel. riders.
1: Hill. Yeah, really good. Really, really yeah. good. Angel's maturing. It's taken him a while, but he's maturing as, as a rider and as a racer and... Learning how to manage his race week, learning how to manage his prep in the couple of weeks leading up to races, just just applying his years of experience now, and it's really in terms of bike riding ability, he's he's second to none, yeah. like second to none. But unique, like I I've, I rode with him last week in Morsi and so he's, he's quite unique in how he rides the bike, uses his lower body a lot, a lot more than some riders do. Um, so he needs like particular things in terms of physical preparation, in terms of bike setup, and that sort of stuff. But yeah, phenomenal. So be cool to see him get consistent podiums now i'd be super happy for him you know yeah and i mean, think because he was always a, a younger rider that people questioned why martin whiteley had so much faith in him people questioned why he had factory rides people questioned why he was so fragile inverted commas with the shoulders dislocating all the time and stuff and yeah now he's just mature so it's cool to see i, I i'm a big fan of like kind of i'm a big fan of believing in almost anyone you know when you get to know a rider especially and then you realize that actually that these 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 people are all give or take have when, when it comes to race day, they've all got enough of the, of the qualities you need mm. to be a, a top tier pilot. So you just need to believe in them and give them that kind of belief in themselves and the hope to, that they can actually achieve their goals. And it's yeah. cool to see that. It is. A dude really like cool Angel's getting get there. Yeah, it's cool.
0: Yeah, and uh, good to see the the performance in the Atherton camp is strong at the minute. Mm. Charlie, uh, you know, has had a, a rough run this year, but has been putting down incredible results despite that. And then Andreas Kolb sticking it on the podium spot for the first time
1: uh First time, home race, broken arm, elbow, whatever it was. Yeah, like weeks before. It wasn't yeah, yeah. even months, was it? It was crazy. Yeah, it must quick. have been a pretty straightforward fracture because elbows, like any any arm fracture that gets close to the elbow joint can usually be an absolute cluster bomb, like of uh-huh. just nightmares. So obviously that one was pretty straightforward. But yeah, regardless, phenomenal performance. And he actually, like a genuine phenomenal run too. Yeah, And it seems that bikes, I don't know how long it's taken them to really dial in that bike. But um, I, I heard a few murmurs from other riders who've ridden it and really liked it who don't ride the bikes normally um, and I think I don't know what I've literally I have zero info but I don't know what they've done with the tubes and the lugs in terms of stiffness mm-hmm. and whatever else and kinematics of the bike and whatever else but yeah I think it seems that they've found yeah they've added an O chain and off to go <laughs> it's working <laughs> yeah. and uh, we had a new a new to some people anyway women's name on the
0: podium uh in fourth place Louisa ferguson yeah cool, huh? From coming out of fort william living in queenstown mm-hmm. that was really cool to see a eh? like, second race missed practice. it was really nice to see her throwing it in the mix flat and pedals. Uh, surprising a lot of people yeah putting first on the podium
1: female with flat pedals on the podium since morgan maybe
0: maybe morgan yeah phenomenal huh? Very cool. Really, she's really cool. Excited to see
1: more from her. Yeah, sure. and I think experience-wise, I think you know, if, I don't know if she's here, but um, there'll be there'll be some ups and downs. I think experience-wise, at World Cup level, it's it's not it's never going to be just straight straight through endless podiums at Valley Hall. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. She had the, the ultimate prep, and still, it's hard to get podium every race. Um, but it's cool to see another girl, and, and I saw her from trackside in, in Gang, Louisiana, and she was really calm. Mm. Got off the bike, looked at lines took off her goggles. You could see see her paying attention and focusing on what she wanted to see and why she wanted to see it. Get back in the bike, roll in slow speed and still clean a line and stuff, which, which is, is it's relatively rare in the women's field. Okay. A lot, some of the women rely a lot on, on speed okay. to get through features because they don't have the slow skill speeds. They don't have that trials, forward and back weight shift type uh-huh. thing. And uh, it's it can be quite noticeable. Okay. The, that difference in just basic bike riding ability, potentially. Yeah. And Louisiana just, like, came in, just poodled along. And when you can poodle along slow speed and clean stuff, then when you get to fast speed, it's even easier. So it was cool to see. It. And, and another another fresh phase is awesome to see in the women's field.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Strength in depth continues to grow. Yeah, massively, yeah. yeah. And then Amory Pierron, I guess, from his perspective, maybe a bad weekend for him. Yeah. Still in fourth.
1: I mean, that's... If you can do fourth on a bad day. What, yeah, I was actually at the, the kind of corner of the finish area, just off from the the hot seat area uh, in Liugang. Um an Angel came down pretty early after an average qualifier. And Amory was down just before him and Angel just pipped him and Amory wasn't particularly happy. And we <coughs> chatted Amory afterwards. There was quite a few French people around. So we were all just chatting away and you could, you could really sense how unhappy Amory was. And, and like everyone, like Loic was there, I was there, some of the French media people were there and everyone was trying to tell him like, you know, if this is a genuine bad day and you're still on the podium that's amazing but he's still like you could just tell he just wants like literally I think all he wants is the win yeah you can see it like that's all he wants so yeah but uh, for the overall like that's the kind of when your bad days are fourth place that's that's a good day yeah I mean, even he, though, even if he doesn't accept that himself that's it's 140 points clear of, of Matt and then Danny so yeah and like last year you saw like people had zero points coming out of Léger and Bruni said his season was over but then he went on to win the overall so Amelie, Amory getting fourth. Yeah, it makes life a lot easier come come Valisoli or snowshoe or Monsanana or wherever it's 100% play out, you know. Yeah. And then Cammy uh, took
0: the perfect score and she's 130 points ahead of Miriam, so she's in a pretty good spot. Um and then juniors is pretty tight, I think. Phoebe's within 5 points of Gracie now. Yep. And uh Jordan takes the junior men's number 1 plate but only 5 points ahead of yeah, Jackson, yeah. so there's plenty to
1: play for there. Massive play for. It. And the junior the junior points scaling is a bit oh, different, right? It's a bit yeah. silly really. Yeah. Um, so that's literally all to play for all to play for there's, there's not, I think we're at the stage and I, don't, I wouldn't even talk about the overall until potentially the, after this race but the, from Valnord onwards that's when you can really start to yeah be like okay I've, I've got three shots left here okay Yeah. fair enough Valnord's out of the way right then Lenzer Hider. the one and only <laughs> big changes huh yeah amazing like actual changes there was a rumour floating around I heard it in Morzine can't remember who I heard it from Seen as half the World Cup field was in Morzine and everyone was riding plenty for the last two weeks, basically. So there was lots of rumors floating around. Uh, but I, it definitely came across the radar once. So I was like, oh, I heard this new top section is into the woods in, in Lens Ride And I heard it was right hand side of the old track. Uh-huh. So right hand side of the famous rock garden. Um, and I was just like, oh, I'll believe it when I see it. And if I had to bet 50 euro, I'd bet the other way, you know? Yeah. That like it's just going to be same old crappy blown out bike park turns. But actually, yeah, brand new, brand new wood section. So it goes left just above the old infamous rock garden and yeah. cuts across the ski piece on some pretty uh, untouched, rugged terrain, let's call it, and some into the woods. In yeah, and... it's pretty it's it has the potential to be quite awkward in spots. Yeah. Very off camber. But once it gets some roots at some key spots, it'll flow pretty well. I think the only big issue we're gonna have is that it is exceptionally dirty underneath. Rocks, roots. Mm. There's quite a few holes, quite a few weird features where um there's some massive holes. Okay. There's, there's one spot I, I put a video on my Instagram earlier today, and it's like I like got a meter and a half ski pole into a hole just on the track. Like so, there's, there's a few, <laughs> there's a few bits that are on the the bad side of fresh that need to develop. So I think as long as the course builders and the UCI are reactive tomorrow and keep yeah. on top of like keeping the track clean, pulling out rocks and roots as they get dangerous, and then it'll it'll develop into a pretty amazing pretty amazing bit of track I think
0: and that left hand turn into that is super tight right like we're yeah. talking
1: enduro hairpin style like yeah so there's, there's a real tight left hand turn as you come across the first fire road uh, the breaking point's going to be pretty precise and the holes are going to be absolutely massive there's a big bank on the right hand side and someone actually chopped a little bit of the bank away to make make the setup easier so okay, full enduro so style up. set up the bank Yeah, there's potential for a big gap from bank to bank and then in uh, there's a little gap on the way out. So as you do, literally as you turn the left-hand corner, you'll be able to step down over these rocks. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a lot of variations happening. But my hunch is by the time we get to qualifying, it'll be a, ma- a small setup, like a half meter okay. pull across, cut in. yeah, And it'll be bedded in, cleaned off. And just, just you know, there's going to be the guts of 200 riders riding the track for the next two days. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be brown. I think that the one thing we all said today is just like... <laughs> can you imagine the contrast between when we see it now and when we come back up here to walk it after qualifying, it'll be like, so we'll all take photos and have the the before and after shots. A lot of people have shared the before and after. It's going to be, you'll see the damage 200 bicycles can do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. At that pace as well, for sure. And then there's a new wood section. Once you get across the kind of pieced, I guess it drops into some fresh cut through the woods. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Fresh cut into the woods. um, Does a little kind of kink. Type thing, uh, it's a bit odd in spots. Quite steep, quite kinky, and then it comes back out before the last, uh, for the last step down, before the last step down before the famous step up. So basically, it it comes out onto the old track where the television picks up yeah. the riding, basically. So okay. from if the TV cameras are in the similar place to last year, you won't actually see the new section on TV no way you'll see be... yeah, maybe a portion of it yeah an entry or an exit which is a bit of a shame were there no obvious camera points up there when you went no, up today Red, Red Bull tend to not move the cameras okay. they tend to like leave the, the spots the same because yeah. the platforms may or may not be there from the year before yeah, the timing okay. the timing know where the splits should be then because obviously the splits need to be dialed in with the camera placements so you can see the split points on television so they tend to leave it all the same just logistically make it easier
0: that's a shame yeah. and what's this woods like is it do you think it's gonna again it's gonna develop kind of into one line is there is there plenty of options what
1: um, we d- I discussed this actually with Angel earlier on and with a couple of other riders and Hunch Hunch says that um, really by the time we get to qualifying by the time even time training's over tomorrow we're gonna have two lines maybe per section burnt in okay you know, if if Reese was here, there might be a few creative creative <laughs> bits happening. But Paul Reese isn't here, so um, I think we're going to have primarily two main lines. Yeah, yeah. okay.
0: And what's the? I mean, you've been on the hill with with your riders and, and spoke to other riders. What's the feel? Because I get the impression in the past that although Lensa hides a lovely place, the track hasn't been every rider's kind of favourite cup of tea. Like
1: no, I, th- I think the last to 2018 was the last time world champs year, was the yeah. last time we raced a track that was a bit meh okay and since then 2019 2021 2020 and, and now coming into this year so those last two years it's actually been a really enjoyable tractor race really like a little bit on edge it's 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 awkward the berms are terrible uh-huh. they're not berms they're just like semi-flat built up weird things <laughs> um traction's not particularly amazing in spots especially when it gets super dry Um, but by and large people have actually really enjoyed racing it and it was short too it was the shortest track we had time wise and distance wise uh, last year so it was the only sub three minute track for the elite men this year I think it'll be north of three minutes with the new changes it'll be 3.10 maybe Mm -hmm. that neck of the woods would be a 3.05 or 3.06 for the win on Saturday Um, but I think yeah by and large the last two years people actually enjoyed racing here Especially because we started every last two years, we started with wet conditions and it slowly dried out. Yeah. So the moisture stayed in the dirt. The traction was as good as it could be. And uh, it was interesting taping changes. Things were a bit slower, a bit more awkward, some gaps to do. So with these new changes, I think everyone's going to be stoked. Awesome. And there yeah. was
0: there was rain here a few days ago, right? The night before last, year. Okay. Of,
1: big storm came in, a lot yeah. of rain, yeah. So we're in a good place. Yeah, the dirt looked insane today. Like, yeah, I had the ski poles out. I was scrubbing away at the top (laughs) surface and you can just get a bit of moisture the whole way through you can see a lot of people were like kicking with the shoes and just going like oh yeah here we go really like that perfect dirt yeah it's like it will just stick to the underside the edge of your knobs your tires yeah it's just got enough moisture and you get to the bottom of the run and the bike's clean but the tires have a little bit on them and you're just like "Oh, like velcro grip basically yeah Yeah. pretty much everywhere yeah Yeah. but it's going to be sunny ish now um right through it looks like
0: yeah is it forecast to be probably dry is that probably the general dry. consensus yeah, yeah. I think it's
1: the general consensus now so we were speaking about it earlier on um, air temperatures are pretty low like 17, 18 yeah. max and the sun keeps going in behind clouds so while the sun's pretty strong if it keeps popping in and around the clouds and the air temp stays low it won't dry out loads mm-hmm. whereas if it was you know 30 Celsius and it was beating down with the sun it had turned to a desert yeah one of the years 2017 or something was just desert spec here it was terrible
0: and it gets because it's sort of like certainly in the bike parking sections it looks like it's sort of loose over hard pack
1: yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot of granite looking like a pretty hard rock whatever it is so it gets real pumicey there's a few sandy spots but it gets pretty pumicey and yeah i remember 2017 having some pretty dirty nostrils after three days in the hill <laughs> like it was terrible so I've,
0: I've seen, remember seeing a few kind of sketchy moments on some of the faster sections of the track where bikes are getting out of shape like drifting sliding yeah, turns,
1: yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know because this this infamous first rock garden is gone. I think everyone's general opinion of the track and general desire and motivation to ride is way higher. Okay. I think previously people have come in like, the top elite men probably didn't really care. They're good enough, really. But it was kind of, it wasn't hit and miss, but there was always a risk of just catching a crank or a pedal or a BB, just by being slightly offline and having a huge dismount. Yeah. Whereas that's gone now. So people are actually way more like, ah, drop this in tomorrow morning. I'll take, I'll take a couple of runs to build in. Yeah. Whereas previously you drop in, you do two corners, come across the road, there's the rock garden. All the coaches are there. All the dad cams are out. <laughs> two riders have already crashed. There's a red flag. There's a traffic jam. They hear the helicopter coming. Yeah. And it was just a, like an instant shit show. Whereas that's that's gone now. So everyone's got a slightly higher opinion of the track, I think. Nice. What are the physical demands like here? Shorter track, yeah. It, it's it's physical. That's like they're all physical. I mean, you go as fast as possible. But previously, like last year, for example, just, it wasn't particularly hard. Yeah. Especially coming away, we came here from Val d'Asole last year, so the <laughs> contrast was stark. Yeah, so everyone found this considerably easier. Uh, there is a little bit of altitude, so uh-huh. this is like this was the highest start we had until now. We next week we go to Val Nord, which is way higher as twenty five hundred meters start, yeah. so it's super high. Um, so here we start at like 19 or 1850 meters. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's high. So you, you can feel the altitude when you pedal around. You can feel yeah. it, but that's that's really just perception. You'll you feel like you're working a touch harder for the same effort, and that's it. It's not okay. really. But now with the new changes, there's a couple of spots where it looks like you know semi enduro esque. There's going to be a lot of pumping. Um, or the the possibility of the pump whether it generates the right type of speed is yet to be seen. Yeah, and a couple of spots for a couple of half cranks or full cranks. So there's the potential for you to get to that first step up jump where split one usually is. Yeah. Um. With a lot more, a lot more energy expended. Let's say <laughs> so. Yeah. But after that, it's it's pretty mellow after that for quite a while. So yeah, it's, it's intense but not super demanding. And because the track's relatively short, the uplift's good pits are close there's not a whole pile of stress throughout the week or Uh stress can be managed and minimized um accumulated fatigue is a touch lower than some races okay yeah yeah as long as you eat well sleep well i think it's it's pretty straightforward
0: and what about the bike setup puzzle like is it is this a relatively simple track to get set up for
1: are there complexities to it what do you think i think it's pretty straightforward i don't think anyone's getting too too gnarly i don't know everyone's got their own system some people will have their their radar graph out and they'll be like oh <laughs> this setup was good at this track and then this one was good here and they'll find a middle ground in terms of setup you know depending on what way they do their keep their notes and stats from different setups from different venues and tracks and testing sessions but by and large people are going to be yeah I think anyone who's spent the last two weeks in more is going just run whenever they ran there yeah similar gradient similar distances. quite similar to like plenty is about 80 meters higher okay in terms of elevation drop 480 or 500 meters here is just over 400 uh, but the average gradient's about the same and the changes in pitch from flat to steep are very similar so i think if you rode a bike in any of the alpine kind of resorts recently like a lot of people have then yeah they're in a good spot pretty good spot yeah yeah i wouldn't yeah. stress it too much and I, I never hear too much head scratching or puzzling here yeah it's pretty basic like so the basic. pace
0: should be pretty high from the get-go or do you think riders will be conscious of that and still ease themselves yeah i'm not in? sure
1: i'll speak about it tonight with with all the fmd guys and we'll we'll chat about it and debrief, pre-brief it. A um, bit of patience to let the new stuff develop is definitely going to be key. Yeah. Some people are going to get ahead of themselves and get all excited and get caught. The front wheel will get caught in a rock or a root or a stump and you get ejected. But by and large, I think, yeah, have some patience at the beginning. And the stuff you know, you can probably go pretty hard pretty soon because everyone knows it, you know. And then there's some taping changes further down. There's a the famous steep section in the 2nd last woods. Yeah. And they've taped the exit of that before the famous plunge drop, super tight. Okay. Super tight, high off camber, and then it goes open and down and right again. So there's some big options there. So it'll take a, a few a few minutes of head scratching and then eventually a, a kind of clean line will get burnt in or a couple of options will get burnt in yeah, yeah. so steady a steady first day perhaps potentially a, yeah key sections
0: here like certainly from watching from afar that the final sector like people can be up and then just
1: mm. be quite a long way off the pace by the time they cross the line yeah ludicrous 25 second sector what 24 22 for the men or something yeah ridiculous how much time is won and lost there so don't want to give too much away in terms of yeah so you've got, stats and you've got the inside. big drop you've got yeah. that like
0: sort of hip left bridge into a left hand burn yep. and then I, I haven't been on the track walk yet but I went and looked at those that basically they've taped a flat gravelly chicane into mm-hmm. the they do every year yeah, the yeah. like road yep. gap or whatever it is to yep. kind of step down into the finish that looks horrible I mean the speed you're coming in there at to get to, to maintain speed
1: through those gravelly kind of flat yeah, everyone, turns must I, be horrible did, but by the time finals comes everyone just, just runs it ragged just kind of power wheelies their way through <laughs> them runs the edge of the poles and stuff so yeah
0: does it rot ru- up a bit or? No, no 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 it
1: stays loose yeah. and, oh, every year someone will throw away the race there but at that stage it doesn't really matter I don't think you just you're in it to win it so you just go for it yeah that's the general mentality Bruni threw away a win in 2015 16 there a while, yeah he had a slide there yeah one of his many like up at all the splits and then crash just before the finish line before he got his yeah, first yeah. one in 2017. Yeah. Um. So there, there's there's not much to that sector, but there there's a lot that can go right or wrong. Yeah. Carrying speed out of the two corners below the the last bridge, second last bridge, the run into the last bridge, getting backside the last bridge arcing the corners, then doing that chicane you said. There's actually quite a little bit, quite a little bit in it too. Even last yeah. year it was it was interesting to analyse who pedalled and who tucked from the landing of the last drop to the finish line. So. There's, there's lots of details in it. There's yeah. lots of details in it. Real and marginal other stuff. than that, like the whole way up, you need to be on it. Uh-huh. You know, for example, like Reese last year here rode some sections really well and rode other sections quite poorly and it ended up with a P8, I think, at the end. Yeah. And like, it's just not good enough. Like if you want to be on the podium here or winning here, you need to be on it in every sector. Yeah, no so let up. There's no let up. Yeah, it's from, from the get-go, no let up, you know. So it's it's a, it's a challenging one because you can't really... It's not like Leo gang where you can just like, all right, I'll dial in the woods yeah. And I'll save maybe a touch of energy for here and I'll I'll work hard on my entry and get into a good rhythm. And I'm going to go from P25 to P4. That's not, that doesn't happen here. You need to
0: be on it from the get go. Why so. is that just the sort of consistent nature of the terrain or the length of the track or what is it that drives that? Yeah.
1: Cause there's nothing particularly challenging anywhere. It's, yeah. it's all relatively at this level. It's all straightforward. Yeah. Uh, that might change ever so slightly now with this fresh stuff. Some people are going to make mistakes, but that's, that's more so just about the freshness than anything else. Whereas the, the bottom of Leo gang is like, you come in with a bit of fatigue. It's just awkward. It's it's so easy, like in Coulanger's case, to slip a pedal and not yeah. th- or think you're clipped back in and you're not. Yeah. And then just go over the bars. And so it's so easy to make so many mistakes. Or like Miriam's case took the high line about high, three quarters around that woods, took a high line when the low line was two and a half seconds quicker all week. Um. So there's, there's none of that here. There's no yeah. like big deciding features. There's no, it's just on the gas everywhere like literally yeah. on the gas everywhere and once you get up to speed once you get your lines figured out once you figure out the blind entries breaking points position direction all that sort of stuff it's just it's just gas from there like yeah, yeah.
0: we've seen a few punctures there in the past Aaron went out on a fair heater a few years mm-hmm. back I seem to remember 2018 like, on a white last year in a white tea, wasn't it yeah do you think that's a just the nature of bits of
1: rock sticking out here and there or lots of rocks even that new section there's a couple of spots a couple of real pointy things sticking up from a distance you couldn't tell if it was a root or a rock and you get closer you're like fuck it's a a very (laughs) sharp rock pointing up at a very bad angle you know so yeah uh, there'll definitely be some punctures tomorrow whether by the time everything gets a bit cleaner clearer by the time we get to racing whether it'll be minimal i don't know
0: yeah and let's briefly touch on absences. You mentioned
1: Reese. Any, yeah, no, any updates from there? Or? Um, He's doing well. He's yeah. slowly progressing. And good. I think, yeah, he's not set at any sort of a date or time for return. Uh, he's not even started training or riding again. Uh-huh. So, But yeah, progressing slowly in the right direction. So that's good. Good. Yeah. And Tani still suffering some uh, yep. l- lasting uh, that's concussion also symptoms. Progressing but. really well now. So good. just taking her time to come back steadily. Yeah. No, no No pressure in terms of... Timelines, races, schedules, calendars, just literally day by day, session by session, step by step, just enjoying, slowly finding the love to ride and race again. Yeah. Well, the passion for racing is kind of fizzling fizzling up again. Yeah. Uh, so now the, the the motivation and the enjoyment and the happiness to ride needs to come. And then once that all happens and there's no symptoms that crop up at different intensities then it'll be on the right road yeah good to hear and uh marine cabaret I assume, will not be here she no, has that, she's that broken. broken back yeah from, two vertebrae yeah three four was it yeah yeah so she's in a corset she's still in a corset now she's probably in a corset for six weeks yeah so that's a season. the season's done yeah, i think yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and loic i saw in the pits earlier i wasn't sure whether he was he's right. ridden one assume, day. Yeah. yeah he said to us he, he rode one day in valnord yeah uh, and that's it he's riding one day's dh do we know if he plans gonna, to race he, he doesn't know i think actually okay. so he said that last night there was there was a riders meeting last night and he said he doesn't know if he's gonna race he's just day by day just okay. ride and see what he thinks i think that's what he said yeah could be, i could be wrong but that was the approach as far as i'm aware fair play. see if practice goes well if he feels like he can actually be competitive yes if not it's not worth a risk I think. yeah
0: fair enough and yeah. did everyone uh, everyone else as far as we know escape morzine intact like, yeah you
1: know, it seems everyone escaped their, yeah. their little break between the races pretty well good yeah Traction was high in Morzine, so it was good. It was Perfect. Minimal, uh, minimal. Di- yeah, honestly, I, didn't, I haven't heard anyone having any huge as we'd call them. There's been <laughs> no huge dismounts, so it's been good. Good yeah. to hear.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about last year's results. I mean, Loic came here and was in hospital earlier in the week, I think, mm. off, a, off an injury from a previous race and still ended up second. So he's got form of kind of making comebacks under challenging circumstances here. Um, Doesn't know how good he is, I think,
1: himself. Really? Still? Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, yeah, I don't, yeah. Think, I, don't think he, I don't think he fully appreciates how good he is. You know, hence why he doesn't win races by huge margins. So I, I honestly think sometimes he doesn't realise he can. It's crazy, yeah. Really? Huh? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, You'd have thought by now he'd uh, he'd have
0: sussed that out because he's he's clearly a talented lad. And so in the in the men's last year, it was won by Loris Vergier, French um, one to four. It was French one to four. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Loic second, Thibaut de Prella third, Amory Pierre on fourth, Laurie Greenland in fifth uh again apart from Lowick, who we don't know you know coming back could be a challenge all riders that are on good form
1: and very very uh likely to put in good performances yeah with the exception of Remy Thierry I'm not sure if Remy's even here Remy's come back from a broken arm i seen uh, he's okay. riding I've seen he's riding again but I'm not sure he was ninth here last year yeah put down a really solid run doing really really good run um so I'm not sure if he's going to race. I'm not sure if he's back riding yet, but yeah. he's the only one. Everyone else seems pretty. Yeah, if you go right down to like the top, kind of sixteen to eighteen to twenty, the top twenty, let's say from last year, yeah, everyone except Reese and Remy, who were eighth and ninth actually, is healthy and ready to go. It looks like so. It's cool. Yeah, good to see. And guys like Trummer and Kolb came off really good results of European champs. Um, so like they could definitely podium contenders. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Really interesting to, so many riders a Finn. You know like he's due probably on the top-secret prototype bike that you're not allowed to talk about <laughs> which looks fast um, so yeah he'd be he's, he's not a dark horse but he's definitely capable of big things yeah. oh, actually I'm not sure if he's interesting to see if he if he has the delicate touch needed okay for here because there's, there's definite spots maybe that's a key one to talk about you need to be fast in every sector and there's different bit different sections in every sector yeah that require ever so slightly different approaches you know, and, and you, I don't think you can analyze it all. You can't have someone trackside videoing and timing everything and be like, this is how you do A, B, C, and D. I think you right. need to be able to innately feel some of it. Yeah, so yeah. that's somatosensory feedback that comes up and your predictions in your brain of what it should feel like that needs to be gelled pretty early on in the week. Okay. So you start to get up to speed and then you dial in your breaking points because of that. You dial in your lines and your direction changes and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think, yeah, Lars felt it out really well last year, you know, P1, P1, like 1-1. That's not rare but it's it's impressive when it happens yeah and he uh, uh, he is a rider who rides with a high level
0: of finesse It's w- a word i would use yeah, yeah the he's cat very cat, light it. on his bike yeah very delicate very
1: precise yeah super delicate. rather than maybe a more aggressive like mm-hmm. riding style like totally yeah he did a lot of tucking here last year too capitalized on aerodynamics even though there's not many spots to do it only kind of one yeah that flat section in the middle um so yeah, whether Finn has the finesse for it, I don't know. Interesting. You know, but yeah, he's remember, a strong remember, lad. He's a super strong lad. He pushes yeah. really, really hard. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. And then, like I said, Angel pushes really, really hard with the lower body, um, but pays off for him more often than not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, interesting. So it'd be super interesting to see all the different styles, the different bikes, the different approaches, the different stories, the comebacks, the... It, last year was a great race here one of the best of the season yeah it was yeah. like the, the top eight qualifiers it just progressively got faster like Laurie Greenland was the first guy to like beat Dakota Norton who was in the hot seat at the time and it was like a big it was two seconds up in and it, yeah. it was like wow and then whoever came down directly after Laurie smoked him <laughs> and we were just like wow how does that happen? and then it just kept getting faster yeah, than yeah. Loris you know and Bruni was like it was disbelief that Bruni actually was as fast as he was and then Loris came down and just cleaned it well cleaned everyone out by a tenth But it was, yeah. So that's great, exciting racing. It really does create exciting racing here, yeah. And that's probably because everyone who's in the top five knows how hard they have to go to win it. Yeah. But because every section requires a slightly different approach, it's really hard to put it all together. So that's why it's tight. That's why it's really interesting, yeah. It is. And then the women's last year Miriam, Nicole took the win,
0: Tani second, Valley third, Nina fourth, and Cammy fifth. Again, other than Tani being absent, all riders that you'd expect to see in the mix this weekend. Anyone else you'd throw in there? There's been a few riders that are, are on kind of strong form coming in.
1: I'm inter- interested to see how Gracie, Phoebe, Isabella, the junior girls mm-hmm. stack up time-wise because 2019 here, Valley had the fastest time of the weekend as a junior. Okay. Should be everyone else. Um, and as far as I remember, the conditions in the early in the morning were worse for Valley. Okay. As far as I remember, I could be wrong. Um... The track was less beaten up but damper yeah um so it'd be interesting to see, i'm really interested to see how the top junior girls fare up against the elites here because you know phoebe got would have had fourth place in leo gang yeah. overall she would she have just beaten Louisiana. okay so it's cool yeah cool to see that side of things and then obviously yeah, the elite women's battle i think you know interesting to see if miriam's up to actual miriam pace because it was a big contrast from 2021 leo gang to 2022 leo gang just yeah. watching tracks so that you could clearly see she wasn't on her same level of aggression as, as previous season uh-huh. so she's building back up cammy's riding a high but home race yeah true you know a little, yeah, bit, yeah. A little bit added pressure or, or expectation or added excitement oh yeah totally the, the, and... the way cammy's been going it's just nothing but a positive she'll be like yes yeah, sweet i love the pressure yeah I'll bring laugh. it on yeah then. totally yeah that's <laughs> the way it looks at the moment so yeah and valley hopefully valley's realizing that she has nothing to prove she just, should just do what she does Should be fine, yeah. Go ride a bike. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. And then Nina, kind of still, for me, still unknown. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people say, oh, she's there. She's one of the top dogs, which she kind of is, but she's not. Consistent Consistent, consistent. Now. She yeah, needs a yeah, almost yeah. In my eyes A couple of seasons of it now To be okay. really really a top dog yeah. But if she starts Like this race Next race She's battling Genuinely battling For first place mm-hmm. Then yeah We start to really Add Nina to the mix As a genuine P1 contender Yeah um, And that'll be That's what we need We need more We need more women Just battling it out yeah. Definitely And, and then uh, there's a couple Of the French girls Real 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 fast um, Mathilde Bernard. Yeah she's She won A French cup In Les Arts last weekend Okay Pretty sure it was her Who won it um and she's had some really interesting sector times so it's when you start to see consistent like results might not be amazing come final but throughout the weekend you see a couple of sectors and you're like oh that was like a p4 or p3 in the sector was like right up there with so-and-so beat valley or beat whoever yeah that's when you start to like pay attention to up-and-comers yeah so i'm not really sure what age matilda is but she's she's got a bit of experience yeah she's Um, ex bmx racer
0: is that right i
1: I, I don't know the background i might be wrong yeah i think that's right so that's cool it's good to see those those sorts of girls come through and, and uh, Eleonora Farina. Yeah. Was on uh, good form. Veronica Vidman. Yeah. Um, Millie. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah, interesting. So there's, there's, there's a good bit of depth. And then, you know, Monica Horastic's always capable of something good. Won European champs. Yeah. Uh, always capable of something good. So, yeah, cool. Good to see. And a certain uh, Rachel Atherton is here. Is she I haven't seen. I've not seen. Yeah, she's in, seen. in town. She? And, cool. Uh, I Might guess race.
0: having a a crack to see whether she ends up racing but
1: yeah yeah awesome yeah. Good,
0: to, good to have her back and see yeah. see how she goes there was some banter on uh instagram i think she was saying
1: once she can do five press-ups she's gonna she's gonna race the world cup again so. oh, fucking hell <laughs> i can tell you i know how many press-ups i can do and i'd still be questioning whether i'd race here <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. No, i'll be good good to have her back interesting um it'll create a bit of buzz um hopefully the right kind of buzz yeah fingers crossed um, be super interesting to have her back yeah, yeah she was on track walk so yeah I think you know the, the, her last major victory was here mm-hmm. 2018 world champs which was an incredible nine, run nine and a bit seconds into Tani literally Rachel literally risked her life yeah for yeah, that run like the she, commitment she, probably, she probably admitted that herself in. afterwards yeah um, and Tani definitely didn't uh-huh. I think at that stage she was already already in the stack as far as I remember with Tia that was in the star she'd already decided that all she wanted was a medal okay. of, that, of any colour and she really didn't like, she definitely wasn't at the level of risk that she Rachel was She wasn't willing to die for a goal, no, yeah. No, and Rachel definitely wasn't. The, like, that run, like you said, was phenomenal yeah. from Rachel. Like, phenomenal. One of the best women's runs ever. Yeah, so insane. Yeah, and um, I think maybe in Rachel's head coming back here and not being able to do that is like, do you actually want to race when you're not at that level? You know, I don't know how the thought process goes. I've never been a, a genuine world-class winning athlete, so I don't know how the thought process is going. Like, you know how long do you prep away from the races to come back how many races do you need to actually get to your what is your new peak performance like it's it's a, a big mental battle with yourself and different and, for
0: everyone i guess right different that, for everyone, that yeah. recipe of what you feel you deserve when you come back and yeah, yeah. and it, it changes like there. you
1: know three four seasons different person different rider different everything different sport different bikes different wheel sizes different yeah, yeah. so Interesting. Super interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Any other riders we haven't talked about that you think we ought to be kind of keeping what, an eye men? on? Junior men,
1: mother of God. Well, yeah. Insane. Don't even talk to me. The junior junior <laughs> men could. Junior men could literally win the whole weekend the yeah? way they're going at the moment. Yeah. Honestly, I've seen some of them ride in Morzine and the, the, the disregard for personal safety. That <laughs> and physics. The, yeah, the disregard <laughs> for all of the laws of physics and personal safety that you have when you're 17 years old is something I definitely lost a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Like and we do that phenomenal just the the ability to go like oh, that looks like a gap <laughs> I'll just roll in here and yank to the moon and gap 40 metres down the hill you know so I think yeah Jackson Jordan the two J's J&J yeah. are going to put on a big show this week uh, and th- those new sections some, some some of the features here some of the general layout of this track is is definitely right up Jackson's Jackson's street you know Jackson's kind of finesse like Loris has the ability for that has the, the mass or the lack of mass yeah yeah you know to to get away with certain things that other people can't yeah in terms of quick direction changes and leaning on ledges and leaning where there's not a whole pile of support yeah, yeah. um and also the commitment to just do ridiculous things so yeah the junior men's race is going to be super super interesting and then like there's lachlan Stevens mcnab lucky yeah rides on union um capable of big things as well so I, I'm not I can't even remember all of the top juniors but there's there's a whole host of kids from Colombia who are riding in Morzine okay all of them just shredders <laughs> um so there's there's a depth in that junior men's field at the moment that's actually really really interesting so I'm, in, I'm excited to see how that pans out in terms of racing because awesome. they're pushing in terms of what happens on the clock and how the results stack up at the end of the, of the weekend yeah they're pushing each other hard so the only kind of torn in the side here is that morning dew morning kind of conditions in the Alps when when we get proper alpine summer conditions where there's no cloud cover at night time. Yeah. So you get a, a big contrast in, in temperature. yeah, And you get those inversions and stuff. So morning conditions when you're racing at 10.30, like the juniors will be on Saturday, might be a little bit of a hindrance. Slippery, yeah. But like we've seen the rest of the races this year, they don't seem to care. No, <laughs> <what they> don't. <laughs> yeah, they don't. <laughs> Crazy. Incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Well, we should wrap up there. But yeah, it sounds like we've got a very exciting week ahead of us.
1: Yeah, if, if you're a fan, get excited because I think the days of this place being some sort of boring bike park are long gone and the nature of the venue the hill um, the new features in the track the old bits of the track that everyone knows the whole the whole context of this place leads to some pretty exciting racing so I'm excited and everyone knows that it's like this is the start of the second half of the season so you need to start it on on with a good foot forward and try and keep a bit of momentum rolling Right through because you're going to need it by the time you get to and Feel yes. so feel pretty cooked. Busy block for yeah, now, busy block. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Good stuff, man. Right. Thanks a lot. No take problems. care All
0: right, that's it for this episode with Chris. I really hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to watch the race over on Red Bull TV this weekend. A huge thanks to Maxxis for supporting this season and making it possible for me to be here. Maxxis have incredible tyres for you no matter how or where you ride, so head over to Maxxis.com or visit your local Maxxis dealer and check them out. I'm currently running the DHR Max Terra in the back and the Assegai Max Grip in their new Exo Plus casing up front and it's a combo that's working super well for me. Why not check it out for yourself? There's a few other links that might be useful to you too. Downtimepodcast.com forward slash subscribe so you never miss an episode. Forward slash shop to support the show by getting yourself some merch. And forward slash EP if you'd like a copy of our lovely print project, Downtime EP. As always, spread the word and make sure as many people as possible are listening. That's it for today. But until next time, get out and ride.